Hello and welcome to Life on Air, the nephrology podcast series looking into the future of kidney disease. I'm Professor Peter Stenwickel from the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, Sweden. And over the course of this series, we will hear about current trends in nephrology, up-to-date information from leading clinicians, and discuss updates to daily clinical practice. Thanks for joining us. Today we are joined by Professor Andrew Davenport from University College Hospital in London, talking about options for improving dialysis treatment and outcomes. Professor Davenport, hello. Good morning. Could we start with a bit about what options are available for clinical use now? There are many different types of dialysis. So why should we choose one dialyzer compared to another? When we think of dialyzer, we think of the microstructure. And that's going to be the chemical composition, the thickness of the fiber, and the porosity in terms of the pore size and also in terms of hydraulic permeability, the movement of water. And classically, dialyzers have been either made of cellulosic-type membranes, this is more of a symmetrical dialyzer in terms of the membrane structure, or polysulfone, or another non-cellulosic material. With this polysulfone membrane, it's very asymmetric. There's a major difference between the inner surface and the outer surface of the fiber structure. And then there's what we call the macrostructure, the surface area, how densely packed the fibers are, the shape of the fibers, how they're configured within the dialyzer, the spaces between them, and then in terms of function, more about the boundary layer that occurs between the membrane and fluid, and finally, how dialysis is sterilized. Now, if we simply think of a dialyzer, blood can flow into the dialyzer, and some dialyzers have a very fast central blood flow, but a slower flow to the outer fibers. And therefore, that can affect the clearance with less efficient clearance in these outer fibers. And the other dialyzers are designed to improve the blood flow so you get a more consistent blood flow throughout the dialyzer. And that should give you a better clearance in terms of being more efficient, not only in terms of the blood flow, but also in terms of the dialysate flow. And although we think of the blood and the dialysate going in countercurrent directions, the dialysate flow comes not at the in and out of the ends of the dialyzer, but actually towards the sides. So how does the dialysate flow penetrate between all these little fibers and flow down through the dialyzer? And what there are are structures to try and direct the dialysate flow in between the fibers and to get the flow through the system. Besides the sheer fluid mechanics of making dialysis work, what biological factors can impact clinical choice? The other key issue is so-called bioincompatibility. The inflammatory reaction when blood crosses through the dialyzer, the activation of platelets, leukocytes and macrophages, and complement activation. And both cellulosic membrane and synthetic membranes will activate complement, one by the classical pathway, one by the alternate pathway. But in addition to the activation of complement, there's also going to be activation of the clotting cascades, an increased risk of clotting within the dialyzer and then the generation of reactive oxygen species and bradykinin. With all that in mind, what to you makes for a good dialyzer? Or even how would you make a better one? I look for a macrostructure that has good blood flow distribution and good dialysate distribution. Um, I'd also look for dialyzer which means sterilized and is not going to cause platelet activation 
with sterilization procedures. And in terms of microstructure, I'm looking for a dialysis with a larger pore size to remove middle molecules. I'd want one with good hydraulic permeability and one possibly where there is a degree of absorption to remove other molecules which are not readily removed by diffusion or convection. And then in terms of bioincompatibility, I want a dialysis that's going to cause least activation of the clotting system and least activation of complement. Professor Davenport, thank you very much for your time. And to everyone listening at home, be sure to stay tuned for our next episodes addressing some of the details of dialysis function and some of the latest clinical advances. Until next time, this has been Life on Air Nephrology Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more of the latest health news and leave a review telling us what you think of this episode. Goodbye.